0: On this episode of Head Wraps, we speak with yoga and wellness teacher Nazaha Amin. And just a heads up, the audio gets a little shoddy in a few spaces. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Everybody peace y'all welcome to another episode of head Wraps: a peek into the black muslim american experience I'm malika ashabaz e. and I'd like to once again Thank you guys for taking the time out to listen to me talk to my friends on my podcast about being black and muslim in this country of america uh today's special guest it's lovely Nazaha Amin. Um, Nazaha is a yoga and wellness teacher with over 15 years of experience. She's taught hundreds of students at, at many black women-owned wellness spaces, use your words, Malika, <laughs> in the Baltimore, D.C. area. Off the mat, she's connected with her tribe through teaching and speaking at national conferences, spiritual retreats, and women's wellness events throughout Maryland, Washington, D.C., New York, Pennsylvania, and Connecticut. She was an elementary teacher for over a decade and would use calming yog- yogic techniques with her students. When she left the classroom, she continued her profession for working with the youth by teaching yoga at after-school programs at several and several public and private institutions. In 2011, while working for an all-women yoga class, she started her own series, Sisters Yoga Sundays, hey. yes. In 2013, she founded I'm a Wellness, a holistic wellness company. That company has since blossomed into the brand Nazaha Amin Yoga and Connection for Women of Color. In 2015, she founded an aromatherapy company and developed the signature scent, Calm, which I have and I enjoy. Thank you very much. Um, Nazaha creates healing spaces for women of color and builds community through intentional care, intentional self-care, meditation, yoga, and sisterhood welcome to my podcast yes. thank you for having me malika i'm excited yes. really excited i'm excited too i do feel bad yes. though because like <laughs> i know you're into the yoga and um i've been <laughs> so bad like i went to a um i took a uh-huh. class with late okay. a few weeks ago and it was an inversion mm-hmm. class and it was yeah. fun but like the next day, my body yeah, was like yeah, talking to you, right? <laughs> I was like, okay, I got to get back on it. So I just, I still, I struggle with my consistency, but yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah. One day at I'm a time, getting there. One day. <laughs> That's all That's I'm saying all is. is like just 20 minutes mm-hmm. when we could just mm-hmm. do something. So, cause um, Lord knows right, I need it. Right. <laughs> So speaking of yoga, I know you said that you were an elementary teacher for yes. a decade and you used the yoga techniques to help with your students, but how did you personally get into Good yoga? Good question. Um, so I, my yoga journey, like um, you mentioned in the bio, it started about 15 years ago when I was um, a junior um, in college. I went to Morgan State University, woo-woo for the bears out there, um, and I went to Morgan and I, I was an art major, fine arts major. So during that time, you know, we had, it was as any type of art major, any kind of person in a fine arts or visual arts or any type of art form you have projects you have mm-hmm. portfolios so I had a lot of demand that was coming from me you know from from an academic perspective and I was looking for a way you know a, you know like like a way you know to get like the stress relief from it all so I was absolutely uh, right. and I'm also I'm, I'm, I'm a book lover so you know, I was like browsing through the bookstore one day and I found just I felt like a book on yoga I still have it to this day it's all kind of dust it's, it's like my oldest yoga book but it's still on my shelf um but I was just kind of looking through it I've like browsed through the through the picture and everything and just just mm-hmm. the look of just the calm, just the peace that was on all, all of the people's faces, like it just drew to me. Um, so that was the start of the journey. Then after that, you know, and like you, like you mentioned earlier, between your consistency, the first probably five or six years, I was hella inconsistent. Like I would start, I would stop, <laughs> I would do a pose here. Then six months later, I would do another pose. So believe me, my whole journey was not, I've been practicing yoga 15 years straight. That's when I started. Um, so then from there, I no, yes, yes. Don't feel bad, don't feel bad at all. <laughs> there. We all, you know, we, we, we got, we got our ups and downs, down dogs and up dogs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so from there, so so like I like I um, I tell different people. So my journey it went it went on just like you no know, different abs and flows. And like later on, just like like some years later after I graduated and I became uh, became pregnant with my son, I found prenatal yoga. I was looking for a way as my body was just expanding and it was just getting uncomfortable and it was like thirty five plus extra pounds. And I'm like, what am I doing with this? I didn't know what to do. So you know the prenatal yoga really helped from from a body aspect. So first it started from me trying to find stress relief, then went on from me trying to being able to appreciate my, my growing body and just appreciate all the changes in my body. So then I found it again. Um, then, you know, like along my path, you know, like, like, like different, like different life things um, happen. I, you know, I was, I was married and I, I I got, I got divorced. Um, and during that time, as any um, woman or any person who's gone through just a relation, the end of relationship, you know, it, it puts you through a lot of things, just, just mentally, different strains and just, just different emotional things that you go through. So as that was happening, I needed, I, I felt my mat again. So I just kept getting on the mat, off the mat, on the mat, off the mat. So that was around mm-hmm. around 2010- 2011 when I got back on and I fell in love hard. I'm like, where has this been all my life So from there mm-hmm. after I felt after I fell in love hard um, with it I said I said, oh my God, it, it, it just started speaking to me and I I, can, I started a regular practice and I tried to stick stick with it every single day. And then the bug hit me that I wanted that I didn't just want to just have this experience myself I wanted to share it with other women like me with other women of color, just with other women and just people period i'm like i can't just keep this 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 yoga like goodness to myself i have to share it i have to i have to spread this to others so that was in 2011 when i started my first my, my first class um and the sisters yoga sundays actually started in my in my living room in my apartment like I, mm-hmm. I moved my couch out the way like i cleared the space i opened the blinds i had tea and and you know and it all just kind of just unfolded right there i just i think i just put a facebook thing and i'm like hey y'all i'm teaching yoga on sunday you know like yeah i just like, gave them the address private address. And I just told him just come on over and hang out with me and do yoga. So that's kind of how it all began. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. oh, nice. And you mentioned the sisters yes, yoga yes. Sundays and that it's kind of, I just want you to, um, I guess just mm-hmm. going to that just a little okay. bit more in terms of what that is, is it just yoga? Like what encompasses if I were to show up at your mm-hmm. living room on a Sunday, like you know, without going right. too deep into it, like exactly like what, what Okay, is good. That? All right. So, so 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 since then and um since then the sisters yoga Sunday actually only had about one or two classes in the living room. Then like the like probably like a week but, like within the second class, I got a um I got I was a sister who owned a wellness center reach out to me. She really wanted yoga, she really wanted to offer it, especially to women. Um so from there I started teaching it and I'm still teaching it over five years going on six years later I'm still at that wellness center so that's that's my wellness home uh, center home so I still teach it mm-hmm. what, what that class encompasses and it has definitely evolved um, over the years but I'll get into that a little later but what it encompasses is basically a safe space for women and it started just women of, of, of any background of any ethnicity of any age group anything just a woman who just wants to come and just feel that release so you would come in it's a private it's a private place whenever I've offered a lot of my women's class I try to make it as private as comfortable um, as I can, especially you know, as a, as as a sister from Islamic faith, as a black woman, um, you know, we need to, we need to feel comfort, we need support, and like as a, as a covering a hijabi Muslim, we need to be able to feel comfortable, not having our our hijab on or not being fully covered so I try to do it in private spaces so within that space you know like like, like, you know they come in we greet we do like different poses and usually we talk afterwards so the class is about 60 minutes we might spend 30 40 minutes just talking after the class Um, so once I started to see that that, that the sisters in the class wanted more than just the physical portion of yoga I developed it Mm -hmm. into, into sisters yoga series so now what I offer is it's a six week series and it's always a theme for, um, for each six weeks. And when we come in, we, we do do the yoga poses, but we also have what's, uh, we have our sister circle. So we began in a circle as the sisters get to share who they are. We also have some journaling, some mindful journaling. We also always have a journal prompt. They bring journals and pens to class. It's like a every a every week thing. And we uh, talk about whatever the prompt was from the week before. And if it's anything that's mm-hmm. on a sister's heart or her mind, we just kind of just talk about this. And it's just a really good, just a safe space where you can just let your, let your hijab off, let your hair down, just let everything just out and just be real and just be open um and then after we after we do that we kind of um and then we kind of wrap it up and we'll have like tea and water and and then just just kind of have this Mm -hmm. this space just kind of just to talk so it's just it's it's just a good time just for women just to come and just be you know it's a safe space absolutely Yes. Nice. so there's been a lot of discussion especially nowadays about self care mm-hmm. um, especially with what's going on right. in society dealing with black people mm-hmm. and seeing ourselves being murdered mm-hmm. on television mm-hmm. every five minutes mm-hmm. um, there's also been this discussion of mental health because mm-hmm. you have um, a few I mean it's not that it didn't happen before but now that's become more prevalent people mm-hmm. are talking about mental health mm-hmm. and so just briefly why is why do you think like having these sort of spaces is important for especially not only black Muslim women, but just black, Folks or margin, marginalized, which I ever don't like to know, with, but non-majority folks, right, right, um, in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So with that is when when it comes terms to to, to this 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 current climate with the social political um, aspects that are going on with the the killings of our black men, of our black women, our black children, with just just the harsh treatment, and we're definitely people keep trying to throw around a, the word the word like like a, like a post-racial society, which does not exist. We are. At all we are testaments to that that is one of the most asinine terms but anyway um so from that like because because we're, we're being bombarded by these images um that we see whether it's on tv social media radio just walking out your front door seeing you know it's like seeing injustices it's vital like it's almost as imperative as the air that we breathe that we take care of ourselves and that and and it comes back to the mental status it comes back to our emotional emotional well-being and then just our spirit as a people um Mm. talking about the mental the mental part of it is when people hear the term mental health especially in a black community we have so many you know like, like you know we have so many just words and stigmas around things like like if you're if you're you know like like if you're you know if you're this way you know so i know one of the things is mental health people think that okay, if you're mental health, that means that, that means you have you like you have a mental like a like like a deficiency. You know, right. oh, that you're you know, that you're like, you know, there's like deficient in some area, but it doesn't mean that. Mental health, everybody needs to have a healthy sense in their mind. Um, so what yoga does and what the different excuse me, self-care practices that I teach and try to share with the women of my tribe is that it's a daily thing. It's daily clearing yourself mm. of everything that you have going on in your mind, doing a brain dump which and that 's one of the reasons why while we do the mindful journaling and the classes that I teach and I encourage that on my pages and in, in all of my platforms is just dumping your brain of. Everything that you're inundated with on a regular basis, especially in this climate when we see our people being killed, it, it hurts us. It may not be our cousin, our brother, our our, our son, our, our daughter, but it affects mm-hmm. us because it affects, as like they say, affects one of us, it affects all of us. So when these things just keep being bombarded and just flash into our lives, we have to, we, we got to release it. And you can release it by journaling. You can release it by just having a conversation with someone, just being open and vulnerable with how it's affecting you once Mm. that once all of those things come out our minds be able to become more more clear and it's not just for release but it's for for us to come to solutions for us to come together and figure out ways to eradicate all of these injustices and things that, that, that that perpetually happen to us so so it's the release aspect of it and then it's the clarity and then allows us to actually work towards making it better right and i think one thing especially with african americans we think mental health we think crazy crazy yes People that's what it means, i was oh, looking I'm not for crazy right like, your right. mental health doesn't mean you're crazy no, it, it means mean. that you're keeping yourself balanced mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. you're trying to make sure that you're flushing and you're 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 having some kind sort of current within yourself right. because right. you know anybody i don't care whether you're black or white you can only hold so much stuff within mm-hmm. yourself affects you just like right. how they say stress can make you sick so mm-hmm. can depression exactly depression is a sickness. and so mm-hmm. I just think there's this there's a stigma Especially within the Black community, because mm-hmm. we for so long we've always just dealt with things. Mm-hmm. We just had to yes. deal with it. Yes. Especially with Black women, we're mm-hmm. not allowed to emote. No, you know, black not people, at all. Period. But <laughs> Black no. women, you can't you can't show anger or anything. Then you're angry Black woman, or and then so you wear emotional. that title. You're weak. You're this. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. weak yeah. and not strong. You mm-hmm. suppose you're supposed to be strong Black women. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're strong and we get things done. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean we don't feel and we don't get stressed out or we don't right. need a break. Doesn't mean I don't need to go somewhere just breathe some clean air for mm-hmm, a second. Mm-hmm. so it's just it's just a lot of stigmas that come with that right and speaking of stigma so you know when it comes to yoga <laughs> muslims can be a little funny Child. Uh, <laughs> you know i've had the people say oh yoga wait what did they tell me yoga is praying to the sun i said mm-hmm. oh, really now i said okay <laughs> or like i have this um I have this like little headband I have that has yeah. an om sign in the middle. And someone, some brother, sent me a message on Facebook like, oh my God, is that, what? what is that on your head? Is that, uh, is that, I'm like, it's Sanskrit. It's a language. Right. And om means peace. Yes. It's Basically, like I've got salam on salam my head. Salam on your head. Exactly. Like, literally just in a different language. A and different so language. it's just interesting how, you know, some Muslims can get real funny and real spooky mm. about anything that isn't in Arabic. Right. Um, yes. Is this any, is this something that, you've had to deal with, um, or have you dealt with it or have you not had to deal with it? Has that in any way been a hindrance to you in your journey towards spreading yoga bliss? Excellent. Ooh, I love that. Yoga bliss. Oh, Ananda. That's Ananda in Sanskrit. I love it. Um, okay, I I don't know how long we have, but I could go on go for days about about the, the hindrances, the prejudices, just the, the backlash that I have received as being a black Muslim woman yoga teacher. So what I, I see myself, I'm in in a subgroup within a subgroup, underneath a subgroup <laughs> right, right now. So basically they're they're there have been instances, you know, where I was, like, banned from, from teaching yoga at different Muslim really? places. Yes, where I would wow. try to teach it. They told me I could not instruct it anymore, you know. And most of the people, you know, who say, like, the negative things about it, they've never practiced yoga a day in their life. They don't know the healing from it. They don't know the connection it brings. They don't know the peace that it brings to your body and your mind and your spirit. They just hear, you know, oh, well, it's Hindu. Oh, well, it's not Arabic. Oh, it's not Islamic. Oh, it's not this. And I'm like, okay, right. you know, but well, have you actually like studied it, y'all? You know? Have you taken a class? Have you reaped the benefits of it? And, you know, and it's just like surprising to me. I've also been asked, you know, like to water down my practice, like to call it something different, you know? Really? Like it's not yoga, you know? Like, it's like, you know, it's just like a long stretch or it's just like morning stretch or early morning rise, sunshine, something, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, that's not what it is. You know, it is yoga, you know, and I teach yoga. I'm a yoga instructor, you know, don't ask me to water down like what I do, you know, and what I bring, you know. and what I try to bring to people, you know. So that one, like, really floored me when I was asked, like, to change up, like, the naming. And I'm like, oh, oh, all right. Yeah, So I was like, no, thank you on that one, on that particular, yeah, on that particular class. But yes, but I've definitely heard the gamut of, you know, from it being, you know, kind of like a haram religion, from it being, you know, kind of like a sun god worship, from it being shirk, just from all types of things. And what I just try to tell people, you know, is so, that like I just educate them, you know, on like what I do with it, on how I teach, you know, and the purpose of it, you know? Right. And you can take it or leave it, pretty much. <laughs> right. Like that's like kind of how I am, but yeah, so definitely. Crazy. I've heard, I've heard it all. <laughs> definitely they asked heard it all. He asked me to change the name of it to call so it just like a morning stretch. I said, mm, no, that's that's not what I do. I'm just not a stretch teacher. No, that's <laughs> that's crazy. It's like yeah. the it up because right. I was telling someone like the sun salutation mm. is so akin to Salat Yeah, mm. like mm. and like what, one thing I did mm. like on my wall I have this this um like this piece of paper I yeah. bought this, some books about yoga or whatever mm-hmm. and like every every movement in Salat has mm-hmm. like a sister move yes. in yoga every that. single one of them like yes, I went that. and I looked it up and I've got like literally I should like Instagram to let people mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. it's like how people I don't think truly understands when it comes to religions how many mm-hmm. of these religions they pull from the same source, the same source which is yes. one creator mm-hmm. so therefore people have different ways of getting closer to their creator so for you to just completely call mm-hmm. it shirt well you're not similar. even looking at it like right. seriously right. like Sun salutation is like you're making prayer It's just like rakats. Like it is. It's just like recites, you know. So we have like the qiyam, you know. And that's like the mountain pose, you know. That's like the sadasana, you know. It's like the start of the prayer. You have the ruku, you know. That's like the halfway lift, you know. We have the child's pose. That's like the sajda, you know. So it's like so many parts, you know. I'm so glad you mentioned that, sis. Like it's so many parts, you know. And like a mirror salat, you know. And then yeah. like with the Muslim, you know. It even like helps you. Like I had one sister, you know, who came to my class, you know, and she was, like, an older sister, and she told me, like, after class, like, wow, does that, you know, after, like, coming to your class, you know, I can, like, get down, you know, and, like, such again, you know, like, I can make jaloose again, like, I can, like, yeah, it it just, like, ooh, you know, like, it just, like, yes, yes, yeah, you know, it just warmed me, you know, so for the amount of people, you know, that I do have, you know, who want, like, to water it down and everything, I do have people, you know, who enjoy it, so, so it comes, like, both ways, it definitely comes both ways. So, yeah, and it's, I mean, I just think that it's a fear. Like, I think it's like, like just how mm. black people have issues with self care, so do Muslims. Mm. Yes, so, yeah. I think a lot of times people be like, Well, just pray on it and mm. go. We're well, not understanding, like, like, that's the only solution, <laughs> right? I'm like, But you have to follow <laughs> yeah. it up. So, if you say yeah. anything about meditation, oh, no, yeah, no, well, I'm like, But no. even no. a dua is a yes. meditation, yes, dua is meditation, yes, you know. Is. And I think exactly. like we have so much fear of things that we me. don't know and don't understand that we automatically say, Oh, I taram no right right like, right you don't even know what it is yes yes, yes. Even, and the benefits of it like <laughs> yeah like it's so many it's so many mm. right and so i just think that's like it's a double whammy to be mm. a black muslim because mm-hmm. you've got you have on, on each side you know they the the idea of self care. Well, I see in the African African American community, mm-hmm. self care is becoming more prevalent. Yes. But in yep. the Muslim community, I, I mm-hmm. think still we have some way to go. Especially African American yeah. black Muslims yeah. because we get so scary with things. Like yeah. you know, we don't we don't even stop and think. Like I remember there is um there's this and this is well no this is still self care. Mm-hmm. There's a group in Detroit mm-hmm. of brothers that started you may have seen the video floating around Facebook, but they mm-hmm. have like it's a, like a martial arts rites of passage program mm. for young boys. Mm-hmm. And there's a video going around showing like the, the different things they do, some of the rituals. Like mm. there was one ritual where at the end of your, at this, your, your training, whatever, your father is supposed to come in and he does 10 push-ups with his son on his back, mm. to, which really symbolizes you having, you're not by yourself. You're not going through this by yourself. Mm-hmm. And so his father wasn't there. So instead, I think he had like, instead of just having one person to substitute his father, I think they had his uncle, his Mm. brother, some of the teachers and the director. So it was like five or six men who after one guy done, he climbed to the next, climbed to the next, climbed Mm. to the next. And then there was another video going around of a young brother, like pushing, um, you know, like punching a a, a, car, a board or something like that. And at the end, after he breaks it, he starts crying. Mm. And he asks them, why are you crying? And the next thing he says, it's okay to cry. As men, we can cry. Wow. So it's like, and, but the funny thing is that this video was going around. And I remember a Muslim posted it and some other Muslim got on was like, no, because the founder is heavy into Christianity. I would never send my kid there.
1: I'm yeah. like, but
0: wait a minute. Like, I, I mean, I don't think they're forcing forcing crosses down their throats because that would eliminate a lot of people. But Mm -hmm. the fact that someone who owns it, uses it as a way to influence them. My thing is Mm -hmm. that if you study Christianity and Islam, then there really shouldn't be that much of a problem because right, of right. how similar they truly are. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that one thing had you said, I would never send my child there mm-hmm. when this program is doing something amazing for young boys. It's just, mm-hmm. it's interesting how quick we are to yes. just shut something. Out. I mean, this mm-hmm. is for black boys. Like this was a grown right. black man telling right. a black boy, mm-hmm. it's okay to cry. To cry. We yes, cry yes, sometimes. Yes. To and be vulnerable and open and right. Yeah. It's and then to still to be strong and know how to defend yourself mm-hmm. and to know how mm-hmm. to use that in correlation with things you do in the real world and mm. to have us just shut it down yeah. and say, I would never send my son there. Well, where are you going to send mm. your son though? Because right. Muslims, right. not, you're right. not doing that. I, I mm-hmm. don't know mm-hmm. if Muslims doing anything like that. So I just think like as Muslims, we have this huge mm. fear yes. of anything that's not in Arabic. Right, right. We do. We do. We definitely do. Um, just going back to the sisters, the series that you have. So is that a series that's, Do you have to be in the DMV area? Um, Like, for now, you do have to be, you know, in, like, this area. So, I serve, you know, I serve, like, the Baltimore area. Like, right now is where I serve at the Heartness Wellness Center in Catonsville. It's, like, right outside of Baltimore City. And then I'm starting, like, some D.C. classes as well. Like, that's going to be starting up soon. So, like, for now, you know, to experience that, you know, you do, like, have to be in this area. But I do come to different cities, you know, and do, like, speaking engagements and everything there. So... But for the six-week series, no, it got to be here. But if you want me up in New York or another place, yeah, I'm game. <laughs> Basically, that's yeah. what I'm hearing. So I got to figure gotta out something. Out. we can talk about yeah. this before and another. Yeah. And I've still been thinking about that. Yeah. Like, that needs to happen. I'm not going to put all that out on the right, podcast right. right now. I don't want to, like, throw right? my idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, so for those of you heard it, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you click on this podcast, all the links and stuff right. to her yes. her website and that, so y'all uh, need to bring uh, her yeah, to wherever let's you go. are. let yeah. Yeah, her, There's a, yeah. and it's actually great that you're doing this because they so. There, I'm seeing more, health, lifestyle. I guess, brands that are popping up that did with self-care. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's You Guys. Um, I think the other one that I really like that I follow is black, black Girl the home. home. Yes, yes, yes. They're, and they're awesome. based they're out of own. Chicago. Yes, and girl. I love mm-hmm. Lauren. She's such a sweetheart. And um, just, I remember that was the first time I think I've ever done a yoga class. Mm-hmm. She was here about okay, a year ago. Awesome. And that was the first time I did it with all right, black women right. in the room. Isn't and it just, powerful? There was... <laughs> whole other yeah. dynamic and there was a discussion at the end and it was just it's just a whole other dynamic when you're around people who understand like why this is important mm-hmm. and it's not just like if I'm going to some bigger studio in right, New York right. and I'm in the back because all the mm-hmm, are in the front with the mm-hmm, heels sweating mm-hmm. that little skinny on. <laughs> It's right, and this is no shot at when right. who does course. that, so don't of take course. it the wrong way, but it's just, it's just a different, yeah. um, it's a different feel, it's just, it's just, it is a different feel. It is, mm-hmm. and it's so, yes, good. okay, so switching mm-hmm. gears, um, something I ask everybody who gets on <laughs> is their experience growing up as a black Muslim American, okay. so just um, growing up, did you feel, were there, at any point growing up, did you feel like you had to make a choice between being black and Muslim? Was there any any type of conflict growing up, like, whether it was at home or outside of home? Like, did that ever was that, did that point ever happen? Okay. All right. Ooh, love, I love your questions. Um, (laughs) I gotta gotta pause on that one. Hold up. (laughs) Think back. Think back. Take your time. Um, growing up as a black Muslim woman in America or black Muslim in America. Um, it was hard at different times. I think like, I think like, you know, because like the way, you know, that I was raised, you know, I went like to Muslim school, you know, from preschool, you know, like all the way up to 12th grade, you know? So, for like that mm-hmm. aspect of, you know, but like the academic aspect of it, I didn't see like much of a difference, you know, because like all the kids, you know, in my class and everything, you know, and they were like Muslim, like just like me, you know, but I think like right. with me, like most of the changes and the decisions, you know, and the prejudices and things like that came when I went to college, you know, and it was a different mm-hmm. world, you know, just like the show yeah. says, you know, it really was, you know, and it was an HBCU, you know, but it's so many like subgroups again, you know, like within like the black community you know so it was like a sticker shock almost I was like oh wow like okay you know like people do this you know and they look like this you know and they behave in this way so you know so it was kind of like a shock like for me you know but it just like strengthened my faith in the law and what I do tell people you know and when I told like my son you know I told him like recently was that you know even though you know I was like born and raised Muslim I made a choice to become Muslim when I was in college you know I definitely made Mm. a choice you know, I said like my shahad again, you know, I said like within my heart again, you know, and I like reaffirmed my love for Allah, you know, and my love for this scene, you know, and just being like the only like Muslim girl on campus, you know, who covered, you know, but the first like a year, like of being there, you know, or like one of the only ones who was there, you know, I stuck out like a sore thumb, you know, but it gave me like many mm-hmm. opportunities, you know, like to give like dial, you know, to my people like to juma Press, to our iftars, to our MSA week, you know, to Islamic awareness week, you know, so it gave me like a platform, you know, like to share my religion, you know, that I didn't have like growing up. So college really reaffirmed right. that Islam for me. And it was yeah. It was beautiful. Right. What school did you I know? went to Morgan. I went to Morgan State. So, yeah, okay. yeah. So like yes, yes, me. yes, absolutely, absolutely. I was the only girl in MSA for a minute. So, you know. Mm-hmm. So I held it down for the sisters for a while. But then some of my right. other girlfriends came on. So Oh, wait, yeah. That means it's all black it MSA. Yes, yes, yes. It's all black MSA. Yes, it was. That's what's yes. up, Like I know that there've been. I know now there's like a HBCU MSA mm, right, 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 right. But they came like years later. <laughs> that's up. Came like yeah. years after mine. So mm-hmm. it's just always interesting because like my experience with the mm-hmm. MSA was not mm-hmm. good, and I I didn't go to a, a HBCU. Right. I went to Wayne State, saying. which is okay. in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And which is next door to Dearborn, which has highest concentration of Muslims in America. So you expect there, not only that, Mm. but there's also Muslims in other Mm -hmm. suburbs. So you would expect there to be a lot of Muslims on campus. And there are fairly, quite a few, you know, Muslims of Arab descent on Mm -hmm. campus, but it was not it wasn't the most you know, like the welcome the, no, in or yeah it wasn't yeah. and I, it was a little bit of a culture shock to me because it was just like I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. that I had never experienced that before right, right. in terms of someone just being just being blatantly rude mm. to me just because of the color of my mm-hmm. skin and the way I wear my keyboard right, like right. so anytime I hear about all black MSAs mm-hmm. I'm yeah <laughs> because um, my experience i've just i like after the first year mm-hmm. or so of school i was like i'm mm-hmm. good like maybe it was a, i can't remember there was one year where i wanted to be more active maybe it was my sophomore mm-hmm. year i wanted to be more active in msa and i would volunteer for mm-hmm. events and i remember one time we had a um a table in the student center building in the front for Islamic awareness week. And the sisters had a table and the brothers had the table and those sisters would barely talk wow. to me. Like even when I would insert myself in the mm-hmm. conversation, it was almost like I wasn't mm. there. I'm like, well, forget right, you. Right. <laughs> like I'm here doing the same stuff. <laughs> right? That's I'm wild. like, and you in my yeah, city. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, forget yeah. it. I just, you know, I supported them to a degree, mm-hmm. like, cause you're Muslims. But after that, mm-hmm. I just kind of stuck to my people. Yeah. Like, and then there, there wasn't, there is one Muslim family Um, there were Somali, Mm -hmm. they were the first Muslims that I like really befriended Mm. outside of the people I already Mm -hmm. knew. And even they had some of their some of them had issues with the MSA, like, you know, so just to hear about peoples who, you know, just to know that there are there is MSA Mm -hmm. representation. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. But then it's still interesting to hear that even you had challenges at an HBCU. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes I did. (laughs) wouldn't mind a few examples because I'm curious um, like what would these what were these Negroes <laughs> <mean>? <laughs> you know but just like the regular questions you know where are you hiding yeah. this you know do you have to wear it all the time you know do you sleep in it you know do you shower in your heat lab uh, blah, blah blah you know yeah. just like the usual questions you know one that really you know that really like sticks out to me is on September 11th I was a junior mm. in college then I think I was like a sophomore junior in college then Um, and when it happens you know I was like in shock, you know, just like the same like yeah. shock, you know, as like everyone else around me, but I remember, so I was walking, you know, from, you, you know, from like the general part of campus over to like the art buildings, which is like way over campus, you know, on Morgan State's campus. And I was like walking across, you know, trying to catch like the bus, like home, you know, because my father like home, and, you know, you know. You know, he wanted me like to come home and like all that other stuff. So like, you know, I was like walking across, and like this boy like passed me, you know. And it was somebody, you know, that I had like seen before, but I think, you know, that he was from like New York. Like I think like I saw him before, like from that. So he like walked like past me, you know. And he's like, "You damn terrorist!" And like, blah blah blah. I'm like, "What? I'm like, I'm like, mirror. I'm like, I'm like, yo, did you just say that to me? Like I was, yeah. Like I was really floored. Yeah." It was a black dude. As I'm walking across campus on my HBCU, yes, yes, yes. So he said that to me. So let's all right, y'all. So y'all listening, let it be known that some of y'all black folks forget where you (laughs) are and y'all fall into this whole exactly fall into Mm -hmm. this whole thing. All black Muslims, all Muslims are gay. Meanwhile, you got cousins that uh are Muslim eating fried chicken with you and turkey Right there with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, I was floored. <laughs> I was really shy. Sure. I'm like, wow. oh, whoa. yeah, yeah. That That's set me crazy. back a little bit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, like, at what point did you just become, like, okay, like, comfortable with, your identity Mm. as a black Muslim Mm. in America? I think I I started to feel comfortable with that. Like I said, you know, when I reaffirmed, you know, like my love in Nadine and with Allah or my connection strengthened, I think I must've been, I was like a sophomore in college, excuse me, when that like started Mm -hmm. again, you know, like when like that reaffirmation like came like back into my spirit, you know, when I really like felt comfortable, you know, because I just felt beautiful. Like I just really felt beautiful, you know, just like. Don in the hijab, right. you know, and I was a sneakerhead back in college, right? <laughs> so I had like all right. the Jordans that came out, you know. When they like reintroduced like the old like '80s Jordans, you know, I like had them. <laughs> so whenever like the Jordans would come out, you know, I would get like a scarf, you know, to match the Jordans, to match the kicks, like all of that, you know. So I felt just like really good, like I really, really felt good, you know. And like the more, you know, mm-hmm. that I shared, you know, with like most like my normal some friends on campus, you know, the better like that I felt, you know, that I can like share like what I practice you know with like my faith in it and everything so yeah wow. mm-hmm. that's, that's great so so for people who want to get into like yoga yeah. like, like- top two tips mm. to start mm, top two tips all right i might I'm not, I'm, i might say three but so the top That's two fine. tips is or top yeah you know, to right you, yes you know we did with the threes everything <laughs> is great like give me three pieces of chicken because i need because it's the something right. right i need three not two you know, if i ask you something right i'm like what like what y'all talking about but... <laughs> <laughs> but um, but my top three um, to get into yoga is just to be patient with your body, you know, and find a class that mm-hmm. speaks to you. Really find a class that speaks to you, you know, in your area, you know, like really like seek out a class that you feel, you know, that you feel, you know, that, yeah, yeah you know, that just like speaks to you, you know and into your spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, If you really want to get into it, I would also tell people, you know, like to like lose like inhibitions around, you know, be really open, you know, to what the teacher is going to teach you, you know, like definitely Mm -hmm. be open to it, you know, like open your mind to it, open your heart to, you know, open your spirit to, you know, like you never know like the shifts that will come like from a yoga practice. So definitely be open. Um, Another thing, if you do want to practice a little more, I do have a YouTube channel (laughs) and I have like easy to follow, Plug, plug. <laughs> like easy to like easy to follow videos, you know, on my YouTube channel, you know, they like any like body time, you know, any like background, you know, can do. So yes, yes, yeah, and that's the YouTube. Mm-hmm. And what is your YouTube my YouTube channel? channel? So it's um so it's I'm a Wellness. So it's A M A W E L L N E S S. So it's like youtube.com slash c slash I'm a Wellness, and you'll see my all of my videos there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And where else can they find you on the on interwebs? interwebs. Alright. You can find me at my whole um, name is my website. So that's nazaha Amin. N-A-Z-A-A-H-A-H-A-M-I-N dot com. And also on Instagram and Twitter at nazaha Amin, just all spelled out. Um, you can also I have I have a blog and I'm actually relaunching my blog in September. I got some good mm-hmm. stuff. I got all the topics laid out. I cannot wait to share them with y'all. But in September, September you can follow my blog which is on my website and it's also posted on my Facebook page same thing at, at Nazeha Amin and all of the new topics and all of my events and workshops you can find them right there on the blog or on Facebook. Yes. All right, yes. and I'm you didn't correct me when I said. <laughs> oh yeah, wrong. yeah, I was gonna do it a little later. That's <laughs> all good. You should have just said it right yeah. there, and there, so I would have been like, "Yes, ma'am." it. Yes. even though yes, clearly, yes, clearly yes. it's it what it says. Right, right, right. So what I'll um, do is, you know, so what I'll do is for your listeners and for everyone out here hearing the message, it's Nazaha. A lot of people hear it and they say that was a, that was something I, I didn't mention earlier. But as a Black Muslim woman, of course, you know you, they see our name and they butcher it, and you know comes yeah. up with all kind of they try to shorten and i'm like no i'm like i'm like no you go you're gonna learn my name <laughs> uh, exactly. like, you gonna learn it's right you can you say hey, can a and all these other little right. russian right, like, you know like, like you can say three syllables N-Z-H-H. um and like i right. said and actually my name my, my overall company is um a wellness but as um as i you know go out and do my classes i go i go you know by and buy my whole name is Zaha i mean and i go by that actually it was like a i guess an internal struggle um that I had kind of growing up with a, with an unusual name, even in the Muslim community, mm-hmm. it's an unusual name, you know, I'll be like, 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 you know, you have the, you know, the name, the prophet's wives names so or have Aisha or Fatima or Khadija, Alhamdulillah, yeah. all beautiful names. But then you have a Nizah and it's like, who, what? So, <laughs> you know, so even, even in that, I'm always in a in subgroup within the subgroup. That's just the story of my life. But anyway, even with, within my name, I had to, I had to learn to tell people when they said, Oh, do you have a nickname? No. And I tell them my nope. name, and I'm like, either you're going you're going to say some, and I do have one, but I share it with people who know me and who who you know yeah, who've been you not know can't, you why, yeah, not just because you're lazy. People who've been knowing me since whatever, then they'll they'll shorten it and just you know make up all this stuff. But if you don't know me, if you're just learning me, learning about my mission, then you can say the whole name. And it also has um a great importance to me. My mother named me. She named uh, named the girls. it means honesty and integrity and that's something that I I try to live by and that I try to to, to just to to flow with in life Um, I try to live by being honest first of all first and foremost with myself with how I'm feeling in any given situation with what's going on with my mental state how I'm feeling in my body and especially my emotional state just that truth within myself and honoring my own feelings is very important to me I have to have integrity of my own self and then try to share that with everyone else which is why in, the, in, in in all of the safe spaces and the vulnerable spaces and the open spaces with these women with the women of color I try to let them know that it's okay to be honest and truthful with yourself that's the only way a change is going to happen the only way a shift is going to happen mm-hmm. and the only way you are going to heal is if we really tap into that inner voice that truth and we just and we just, just be real with ourselves. So that's just a little a little little tidbit about my name. <laughs> there you have it. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Head Raps. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Malika313 BK. That's M-A-L-I-K-A-H three one three B K. And you can listen to head raps on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Until next time. Can you believe it? When we choose to so we can be